I really didn't see in the beginning when it was more just not even just about bodies, but more about bodies than people. But now it's more about people than bodies and like the friendships we have with yeah. our friends around the world. Like I, I never saw that coming. Really. Yeah. They're like our best friends sometimes. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 123. We're Finn and Emma, and today is... Monday. Monday. But we don't have any loud glasses to clink. <laughs> like last week, no. <laughs> when we were celebrating our two-year pod podversary, podversary. You tried to say anniversary in there. Potty anniversary. <laughs> so this week, uh, we, we have a Monday episode for you. Just we wanted to... Uh, thank you, Captain Obvious. I know. Well, we had a lot of interviews and wanted to get this one out there. Yeah. So this week is... Or th- this day, today... We're, we're on... Uh, we're on fleek. Yeah. Right? That's what they say. <laughs> I think that's what the people say. The kids. Today is Chelsea and Luke, and they run a meditation studio and work with couples up in Canada and internationally as well. And you can find all all of the information about them at chelseandluke.com. Links will be in the show notes. Yeah, they're relationship coaches and been probably for about three years now. So So it's a great conversation and stick around for that. Before that, we have a couple of community announcements, new Exciting community announcements. Yeah. What are they, Emma? Well, first off... Tell the people about them. (laughs) We shouldn't do these this late. This is not new, but Patreon, we have our next monthly Q&A call. We do a virtual Zoom call with all of our Patreon listeners, members. (laughs) Uh, The next one is this Wednesday... May 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern and again at 9 p.m. Pacific. You're welcome to join both or either calls. Yeah, they've been really great and they've been it's been growing uh, the last couple of months and just the conversations and community that has been formed there, I mean, especially during coronavirus here, has been fantastic. And so thank you to everybody who's part of that and who's joined it and for bringing awesome energy uh, to the group. Yeah. And we've also started a women's group as part of our Patreon. So if you're interested in any of that, please go check out our Patreon page. You can find the links on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And our other exciting news is we are going to be doing a virtual meet and greet. We did this as a test run with our Patreon people a couple of weeks ago, and it was fantastic. Everybody had a blast. And so we're going to do it again. And basically, we're all going to get together on Zoom, and we will set people out into breakout rooms, uh, one-on-one or a couple small groups of people, ask everybody a question and let them talk about it for three to five, six, seven minutes, then bring the group back together, scramble the rooms, and do it again. So it's going to kind of be speed dating meet and greet all kind of blended together yeah it's not specifically a swinging event or a poly event it's more just a meet awesome people event exactly and And it is on may 28th from 9 p.m to 11 p.m eastern because we want people on the west coast to be able to join as well and the east coast people can just take a nap first and then 
and then drink, join. Some, drink some Red Bull. Yeah, wake up at nine and join. <laughs> but it's going to be $10 and all of the information to sign up and join us is on our website. Again, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the events tab and you'll get the full information on how to sign up. And we will see you all there. All of you. Yes. Even Let's. you, person <laughs> who's thinking of me. Yes, you. Yes, check it out. Our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Don't forget. And with that, maybe we should... Uh, one quick reminder, though. If you're at our website signing up for the meet and greet and you're like, well, what other resources do Finn and Emma have for me? Click on the resources tab and there's all sorts of good stuff that we recommend and that we use ourselves. Ways to meet people, ways to get tested, ways to stay safe custom fit condoms and a lot of those have uh, discount codes that can score you some free time or cheaper costs so check all that out it helps support the show and we appreciate it and thank you again yeah now let's go talk to chelsea and luke Welcome, Chels and Luke, to the podcast. We're super excited to have you here tonight. And you reached out to us actually a few months ago, and we finally got around a time to record and sit down. We just had to wait till everyone was quarantined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we couldn't get out and escape. So thank you for joining us. And for the listeners, do you mind introducing yourselves a little bit, a little like approximate ages and what you're comfortable sharing about yourself? For sure. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Um, you go first. Sure. Ladies first. I'm Chelsea and uh, I am turning 40 in a few weeks and we have been together 16 years, 15 years, one <laughs> or the other, <laughs> married 12 and we have an eight-year-old, we have an eight-year-old daughter and we run businesses together pretty much since we've known each other. <laughs> Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, my name is Luke. I'm 36. And uh, yeah, we didn't mention we were in the lifestyle for seven, um, seven years that we broke open our relationship <laughs> slowly, step by step. We own a meditation studio. I'm very much into, into shamanism, tantra, you know, self-development kind of spiritual stuff. And that's kind of my world. So cool. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> No, that's awesome. And you know, we're excited to hear all about that. And uh, I guess, do you mind talking or taking us back seven years ago when you broke open the relationship and what, you know, maybe what led to that and what that looked like in the early days? Well, I had read the book, The Red Queen, which is uh, a book on evolution and, and sexuality. And it just kind of like, in a very scientific way showed me that monogamy you know wasn't kind of biologically something that was natural and and that kind of like you know it was like a an idea that really stuck in my mind and I, I just couldn't get it out and I was a personal trainer at the time you know being surrounded by women and I don't know there was a huge urge in me to like want to say this to Chelsea but it was like so hard to say because you guys had never talked anything about other people in your relationship up to this point. I, th you know, I had mentioned it a few times, but kind of like, it, it was just something really hard to bring up. So then, um, yeah, you had to be, be vulnerable, right? Yeah. You had to be super vulnerable. And yeah, looking back now, it's just like, wow, it's, it was so hard for us to be transparent, you know, about a lot of stuff. So kind of having to hide all that behind the guilt of, of just not wanting to say it. But anyways, I, I ended up 
just came a point where I really had to say it. And I, I just, I, I said I was really serious about it. And then Chelsea, uh, and then we had kind of a, a, a pretty big blow off from that. And, uh, and then we ended up, um, going to see a therapist and then the therapist, uh, you know, just kind of reassured us that, you know, we weren't the only ones that are going through this, you know, that there's other people like us. And right there, we kind of felt more comfortable about the situation. And she really helped us kind of navigate, you know, uh, especially at the beginning and we would just see her when we needed her. So it was really, you know, we'd have a fight. We couldn't see eye to eye on something. We need a third perspective. And she just really held space for us to just sit there and be like, well, what does he feel? What do you feel, you know, and guiding us. And that was just like, we just needed to express ourselves in a way where we felt safe, you know, to express ourselves. So it was really neat. That was kind of start from my perspective. I mean, yeah, I was just say, it sounds like Chelsea when he brought it up that it wasn't wasn't what you wanted to hear. Maybe initially, um, I and when he says that he had mentioned it a couple times before, I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I would say that I had never heard of this in my entire life until that point. Right. And to me, it who was knows like, who's right? Who knows? Maybe. It's <laughs> and it was like. Uh, we just had our daughter. She was like a few months old. And I was like, what do you mean? There's no Disney like fairy tale. This is how it's supposed to be. So it was like quite shocking to me. So, and like the timing, like I never felt worse about my body at that point. You know, like I was just like, this is not what I want to deal with right now. So I was not happy with it at the time, but I was like, okay, well, I have my choices. I'm going to try it. And Turns out it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when you when you brought it up, Luke, was it? Did you bring it up from like the scientific perspective, or, or is that how it was presented? Like, well, everything we've thought is wrong. This is the way we should be doing it, or was it like, here's what I've been thinking would be fun to try. What do you think about trying this together? Yeah, for me, it was more like this doesn't make sense, <laughs> you know, like, kind of like one of those earth shattering, like the whole vision gets shattered from this one book. You know, I've had books like that in my life, not many of them, but some of them where they kind of shatter your whole ideology. Um, so it was really hard for me to, um, I don't know. Right. Like, it's like feeling like you're not living from your heart anymore. So I just, yeah, I went with that approach. It wasn't really baby step. I mean, if I look, if I was to do it again, I wouldn't do it as harsh as I did. I'd do it in a way, you know, she, the fact she doesn't remember or that I'm not telling the truth about, about me, like bringing this up. Who well, that knows? Means, that means you would have brought it up when I was pregnant. That would have been really not cool. <laughs> but to me, this was like a built up thing, you know, but I could have been super scared to express that. I even thought that some of my like conversations were bigger than what they were in my head, you know, because I was really scared to express that to her. You know, I didn't want to lose her at the end of the day. So, right. yeah. Right. Like you thought you were kind of broaching the subject and she did not have any clue what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. You know, I don't know. I, I probably end up doing that sometimes. So, so on, on your end, Chelsea, what, what was the, like, what got you to the point where you were willing to, to give it a try? I, 
I really, I felt like I had no choice. Like, uh, well, my choice was give it a try with him or don't do it at all. So in my mind, it was like, well, it can't hurt to try. So even though it's something I didn't want to do, I was like, okay, well, I thought through it. And I was like, well, I don't know why I knew nothing about the lifestyle, like nothing, even to the point where like uh, a year before that, like before I was pregnant, I was doing a photo shoot with a photographer in lingerie in his hotel room. (laughs) And he asked me this question. He's like, do you and your husband ever sleep with anyone else? And I was like, I'd never heard of this in my life. And I was like, no. I was like, do you? He's like, sometimes. I was like, okay. And I never even told <laughs> what a him. Weirdo. <laughs> I never even told him because I was like, that's really weird. <laughs> yeah. So I felt like I never thought about it in my life. So I was like, for some reason, I had it set in my head that if I was going to do this, I had to be into women. I don't know why. I guess it's just like what was portrayed. So I went on a blind date with a woman and like I went home with her. I'm like, I'm trying this all the way. And that's, that was the first step both of you, like you took it all, like was for you to yeah. go on a date with a woman. <laughs> yeah, that's what I decided was the first step. <laughs> so I like went on a blind date, went home with her and it was so much fun. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's see. Let's see what's next. <laughs> no, you got to tell the story. It's pretty, well, for you, it's, it's a better juicy. It's for- good. It's, it's a podcast. <laughs> you can well, tell whatever stories you want. Why you say it? Well, she ended up, I, I mean, she was like, she was so nervous about it, you know, and I was just like so excited for her. And she ended up going to the restaurant. I just wanted to know if she's going to have fun. And, um, and then the girl was like, had been, you know, in a relationship with women. So she ended up really kind of taking her under her wing, which, you know, was exactly what she needed because to make the first move would have been so hard. And they just went back to her, her place. And then, um, yeah. And then, I mean, they played together and then she got home and then she, I was like, how is it now? How was it? And she was just like, she made me orgasm so fast. And I was like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was pretty happy from that moment on. I was like, wow, that was amazing. And then, so it didn't, it, you weren't jealous at all. Like at the beginning there, you were just oh really God. excited oh. and happy for her. Oh yeah. Like, and then she, so the next step she ended up saying, well, can I have a threesome with like, you with you guys and then i oh the other the other woman asked the both of you yeah and then we ended up um having our threesome together mm-hmm. and and at that point i i wasn't allowed to touch her it was just more of a like just view and which was like perfect for me <laughs> i just wanted to see you know and i remember like now looking back like the intensity of the arousal that I had, you know, was so fucking high because she was just like, all of a sudden she just puts her like leg, like intertwined with my legs. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like I was just feeling it, you know, and it's just her legs. <laughs> but yeah, the intensity was so high. It was awesome. Well, it's so new too, right? Yeah, it's so new and exciting. The butterflies. And so what was, so what was the trajectory like from that point, like how did things evolve over the next couple of months or years or whatever the time frame was? I mean, I don't really know the exact timeline, but I know it was like obviously it started. I think a lot of people start with a million rules. And at first there was like 
no kissing. And then there was, it, we'll never full swap to that one night in Ireland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then, no. <laughs> and then, um, I just went like on and on. And then like to the point of like, let's open up our relationship to that was like three years ago. So I guess three years ago, we became what we consider kind of poly. Although I don't, I don't love to say poly because I find when people think poly, they think so many weird things. So, but yeah, we basically opened up a relationship three years ago, but I, I don't know the timeline, but pretty much. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. We stayed in the swinger world for like, I mean, we're still in the swinger world. Yeah. You know, all our best friends are all swingers mostly. We just always said like no emotions, you know, no, we're not going to have emotional relationships until it just happens. And then yeah. you're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was kind of the transition you were alluding to like three years ago was moving yeah. a little bit more, more than just, I guess, your quote unquote traditional swinging. Yeah. Yeah. Less, less, less body kind of driven. And it was, became more kind of soul driven from that point on, I find. Mm-hmm. And then just the allowing each other where, you know, to get emotional with somebody else has so many challenges because it's just like, whoa, you don't know how deep this is going to go. <laughs> like, you just don't know. Yeah. Uh, which was really interesting. I mean, the whole journey is a, is to us to us a spiritual journey because it's, it's just the so breaking of all these barriers and all these insecurities within yourself, you know, so. Right. Well, I was, I was curious. You, you Obviously, it sounds like the first experience with the other woman didn't really elicit any jealousy or, or any issues. Beyond that, did either of you encounter any you know, hiccups or road, you know, speed bumps along the way that you guys had to, to work through some things together. No, no. Perfect. It was perfect. perfect. (laughs) Never never thought over this at all. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Like jealousy, you name it, like comes and goes. And then even like what we're alluding to three years ago, like basically I fell in love with someone, even though we weren't supposed to have emotions. So that was like a huge thing. And then from there, opening up our relationship to allowing us to like date single people on our own, of course, a lot of challenges there. So yeah, a few, (laughs) but I mean, if you don't, if you don't grow, you die. (laughs) (laughs) How have you worked through some of those challenges? Well, I mean, I'd say in the beginning, it was, it was really important that we had a person on the side, like what was she a sex therapist? The first Mm -hmm. one, like we've three different people we've seen through over the years. And I think it was really important to have this third person that we could just talk about how we felt without knowing the other person's not going to jump down our throat or like you get to say your, you get, you get to say your piece and then also just listen to her saying it's, you know, it's normal. It's okay remember these things and offering some tools. So I think that was really key in the beginning. Oh yeah. And then sure. from there, I mean, really just going through self-growth tools ourselves, like going to tantra retreat, like all the stuff we learned in that that first tantra retreat, like we use to this day anytime we have an argument, pretty much like some tools. So just yeah, from constantly learning and growing and wanting to grow. Right. Yeah. What are some maybe some of the things that either of you discovered about yourselves that maybe you didn't know, like, obviously it sounds like on on your side, Chelsea, that that you might be into women or it sounds like you (laughs) were like, were there other things along the way that you've learned? Like, I didn't think I would be into this or that, or I learned learned (laughs) this about myself. 
down the rabbit hole you want to go down the rabbit hole let's, <laughs> yes. let's go. we'll go all the way down because we got we got nothing but time <laughs> oh boy yeah. oh my god yeah no definitely like in the past year we just we really went into like the kink world too and just like it's kind of like we're, when we wanted to start a business when what you were like 22 we just like jump in pour all the money we're, we're like zero to hero people so we kind of i feel like we kind of did that in the kink world <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's definitely some stuff I was like, I would never try that. And then I don't know, it just happens. <laughs> like di- uh, different like role playing for sure. Um, I'm not into like pain or like sado. I don't even know how to say it. BDSM, whatever it stands for exactly. But yeah, sado. Yeah, there's definitely some stuff. I mean, yeah, I didn't think ever I'd ever want to see. Oh, I said I would never even full swap. So I definitely didn't ever think we would like see people separately. Or like, I really didn't see in the beginning when it was more just, not even just about bodies, but more about bodies than people. But now it's more about people than bodies and like the friendships we have with our friends around the world. Like I, I never saw that coming. They're like our best friends sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, no, we we completely agree. I mean, that's, yeah. So for us, yeah, it was, it was always about, you know, making friendships and building those deeper slightly deeper than just you know one-off relationships and so it's 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 fun to hear other people are experiencing that as well right and having friends around the world and making those connections um what does your relationship kind of look like right now well right now during this (laughs) okay maybe i should i should rephrase and monogamy right now it's really funny because we actually right right when this started we discussed let's trying monogamy again for a short while and see how it goes and then i'm like well i guess we're doing it (laughs) yeah because you're quarantined together i mean apart from this we've had a lot of sex (laughs) (laughs) right before this started uh like luke was away in costa rica running a retreat and I just had a hall pass. So I, I had fun for like 10 days. I was able to, I've never had like more than like a one night hall pass. So it's like a 10 day hall pass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> surprising. Yeah. Surprising what can happen. In yeah. Days. A lot of people can happen in 10 days. Um, <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> but um, typically like we'd probably go see someone else on our own, like once a week. And then we usually have our date night, just us two, like every two weeks. And then we don't really see people like couples together um, at home very much, but we just, we travel a lot to see our, well, we were traveling a lot to see our friends. We were supposed to be at Hedo last week. We were supposed Aww. to go to Temptation for my birthday in a few weeks, but um, we'll see them all again at a future date. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the friendships are incredible yeah. yeah and i was i was curious if you could talk about maybe you said you never thought you'd ever get to full swap right you, like that was never going to happen when when you got to that point like maybe what what took you to that point and then what what was that like because i know there's a lot of people who are in the same boat where they're like well we'll try this we'll dip our toes and we'll same room soft swap and then maybe we'll do a little more and right it's that that escalation and when you got to the point where you were like okay we're going for it what i mean what drove that and what was maybe what was that like well i would say it was their irish accents (laughs) 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 oh back to the ireland story yeah we were in ireland and i still thought we would never do it and then they were like 
do you want to? And I was like, yeah, I do. I don't know if it's the accent or what, but like, it was just in the moment. The guy was a real like slick pro. Like he was really good. (laughs) Like if it was to be the first time, like looking back now, I'm like, he knew what he was doing. He did it so smooth. It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but you didn't, but you didn't regret it at all. Right. It wasn't like you felt tricked into it or conned into it. Oh No, not at all. And I guess what I would say in terms of that, it's like learning to say, don't say never. Like I said, I never full swap. Don't say (laughs) never. Just say, just have boundaries for what makes you feel safe enough, but still pushing your boundaries somewhat. And those boundaries can change as you go along. That's all I would say. Like always say your fears, desires, and boundaries. That's like our number one exercise we use before any any lifestyle event or date or like party that we go to, we say your fears, desires, and boundaries. And like, it's really important. <laughs> and so you, the two of you go over those before you go to any event, you run through the list together to see, yeah. like to check in. Yeah. yeah. And just like how we're feeling at that moment, you know, that's great advice. Yeah. And no, that's, that's spot on. When I was, I was also curious too, you talked, you mentioned, and I know we're like bouncing all over the place, like pinball here. Good but- job, Ben. You're bouncing all over the place. Yeah, and I'm on a bouncy ball. But um, (laughs) you mentioned that just before we quarantined down into COVID world, that you were talking about closing your relationship back up or trying monogamy again. What was maybe what was the the catalyst for that discussion or that decision? Um, Well, we I don't know exactly what it would be, but I was just we realized afterwards it was that we're expending a lot of energy outwards and not enough inwards. So really like just focusing the energy inwards for a time being is all we need. It didn't need to be so extreme. Like, but that's, that's kind of how we are. Sometimes we're like, well, maybe we need to be monogamous, you know, go all the way back. (laughs) Not really. And then like, so he, he had mentioned that. And then I actually did, I did magic mushrooms like a lot one day a few weeks ago. And like, that's what came out of it. I was like, maybe that's what we need. And, but I just, I didn't know what that meant, but I guess it just meant quarantine together for a couple months. <laughs> so this is your fault. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, just mean, I, had, clear. <laughs> yeah, I had come back from a, a retreat um, that I was hosting and it's like a meditation retreat, kind of self-development. And I was with 17 women <laughs> it was like and me <laughs> and, it was like, and it was very professional you know like staying from the heart didn't want to get into any of any kind of sexual thing but it's like it's almost like the feminine rubbed off on me like so much of this like love that i was getting there and it was like and they're very emotional oh my very god everyone emotional. yeah because everyone's kind of like going through transformation through this retreat and i just i had this exercise where i thought like oh like I just felt like we had this exercise where it's like the inner feminine, the inner masculine within ourselves. And we kind of dive into each one. And the feminine side of me was saying, like, I want to be seen by one at this moment, you know. And it was just like, for me, being such a poly freedom person, you know, um, that was just really weird for me to feel that. And and then just coming home, you know, in, in this craziness, I was just like, what the heck? But just expressing to her, like, yeah, part of me just wants to kind of bring this in right now because uh, we've gone so far, like, externally um, exploring. And uh, 
So, I mean, it's been great so far. I've been loving this connection uh, of just her and I uh, for the last little while. Yeah, I think it's, well, so that I part th- is perfect. So I think, <laughs> there is, I think there is some kind of like, situation. you know, keeping a, a guide on, on each other, you know, because mm-hmm. you can get, you can get a little bit explore <laughs> the exploring you can explore a lot well yeah <laughs> you can just get drawn you can get drawn the other way you know when life gets busy and it's the everyday life and then this other other people are giving you all this other attention like it's as you just gotta keep checking in mm-hmm. i think the way you described it is in like we were giving way more energy out than we were having like in and i think that's a good way to look at it like sometimes you have to rebalance that because you got to come back and, and refocus on your relationship a little bit more otherwise or whatever relationship that is that you need to refocus on a little bit more other it can suffer otherwise yeah yeah, yeah. just sure. just like a business you can't ignore it yeah <laughs> are you too uh open to anybody in your life like family friends about your non-monogamous journey yeah everyone now that it's it's chelsonloop.com <laughs> chelsonloop.com is our story is right on there so it's funny because we put that out there and like it was like an hour before we put the website live i was like okay i'm gonna call my mom now and i'm like so mom this is the situation she's like oh, okay well i'm happy for you i'm like you already knew didn't you she's like yeah i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everyone else already knew. So yeah, yeah. The only reason it took that long to tell everyone in the world is because I didn't feel like telling the whole world until it was like a business. I was like, "What is the point of telling the whole world?" But he he was like, just wanted to tell every, not necessarily wanted. You just don't care as much. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I guess this is a good point to have you take a minute and describe what that business is <laughs> and, and promote it a little bit, whatever you feel comfortable doing. So. Well, we basically we 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 try to hold a really safe, non-judgmental space. That's basically what we do. Um, the same way that lady helped us when we were starting out. Um, we don't want to take sides. We don't have want don't want to push our views on anything. We just want to say like, hey, we will hold this container for you guys. You can, uh, you know, we have a way of allowing one to express while the other doesn't say anything so they can hear each other out. And, you know, we can kind of try to bring harmony back to the chaos that they're in at that moment, you know? So we mostly just uh, deal with people that are in those moments, you know, and they want somebody um, to be a mediator almost for them to help bring them back to harmony. We used to do coaching kind of like regular set times, but we just found that the times people need us is when like shit hits the fan and and for us it's fun in those moments to to see the magic happen of of bringing harmony back together and kind of love actually back together empathy for each other um that's pretty rewarding yeah so yeah. we basically hold space hold space for them and then provide them some tools to like to help them in, in next time they get in this situation mm-hmm. and cool. we find it like unique that we, we couldn't really find many other people that were a couple offering this, you know, but, and some people are like, if you choose a woman, she'll have the woman's side and the man, but like some people would want to just talk to the couple all at once or separate or divide up. So I don't know. I thought it was unique, a unique thing that we could be offering. So it's the two of you talking to who either one other person or two other people usually. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes we split it up depending Something, yeah. on like, if it's an ongoing, if there's a dynamic mm-hmm. where we feel like, Oh, I've been in her shoes before. Maybe I'm going to talk to her or, or vice versa, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Has it been going well, pretty well so far? Yeah. I mean, we've been, we've been focusing on the meditation studio, but we definitely, we've have we've had a few people. We love helping people. It's mostly um, been just referral through the friends that we know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. We, we wanted to do some like seminars and stuff like that. And we were talking with people, but there's not many events happening right now, but <laughs> let's right now. lots of virtual events at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, I was curious um, back, maybe back on the two of you were there like on your relationship, since you opened this up, how have you seen your relationship grow and shift? Whether, I mean, whether it was for the, for the better, or maybe there were things that again, maybe went backwards in a sense. Like, I mean, definitely. I think it's more of a tool of personal growth. Yeah. Um, and, but which then that brings it back into the relationship because you're, you've grown as a person. So then therefore you're going to, your relationship's going to grow t- together as long as you're both open-minded to what each other has learned as you grow, which we are. So yeah, that's the way I've kind of seen it been brought the most, I guess, value or lessons that I've learned along the way in terms of that. But I mean, obviously it also makes you really deal with like your jealousy issues and try to focus on compersion. Well, yeah. And like, I'm in the healing world, you know, and I have been for a while. So, um, I see relationships as a healing vessel, you know, relationship has the word ship in it. I see it like a ship. Everyone's in the, you know, we're both in the ship and we're traveling together and it's like this container that holds it, you know? So it's, um, I think that's where the real, you know, all the fights that we have are those, you know, uh, bringing light to the darkness. They say, you know, like that it's in those moments of jumping in the fire together. That is like, that is where you you heal yourself because you're healing this jealousy that you had that was an insecurity you know that happened when you were a teenager and now you're replaying it you've been in this loop you know for for the last 30 years <laughs> you know so it's um for for me it's it's like layers and layers of insecurities in so many ways that yeah eventually just elevates both of each other to the point of like awareness and presence even you know that that can like um transcend itself uh, can can like uh manifest into even parenting you know with us like it's made us better partners better listeners um better lovers you know um in so many ways so so you know the impact on on the self and then all your relationships is like so valuable <laughs> right yeah for sure does you have you shared you said you were open with your families now that the the website's out there have you talked with this at all with your with your kid not yet no unless she brings it up you know with like but i tell my friends because some some people that are monogamous they ask with almost like a well, what about your kid you know <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 the judgmental yeah <laughs> and i just say you know my daughter, all she sees is like really loving beings, you know, coming into my house and really being so uh, affectionate and caring and loving for each other and actually seeing each other um, for who we are. You know, I think that's a good environment to be in for any kid. I mean, I would just, she's a huge animal lover. I would, if she asked me today, I would explain it to her. You know how people say, well, if you have a second child, you don't love it less because you had another child. So I would just explain that in terms of her pets. If you got another pet, would you love this one less? She'd be like, no. 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's going to yeah. be like, can I get another dog? And then you're going to oh, be yeah. like, shit, yeah. I picked the wrong analogy. <laughs> yeah, she already asked for that every day. <laughs> yeah, no. So one, one of the things that we, we like to ask people about, because um, I mean, we feel it's pretty important, is the, the safety side of this, both just the sexual health side and also, you know, taking care of yourselves physically if you're out on a date or doing those types of things. Um, how, how do the two of you approach that in, in swinging or polyamory or just in being open? I mean, it sounds like you travel all over the world and, and do this as well. I mean, I had a big thing with Chelsea and her safety, you know, like um, that physical. was physical safety. It was mm-hmm. a big concern, especially when she started dating single men, you know. That was, a, you know, that was a, an ongoing letting go and realizing that she is a grown woman that can take care of herself, you know, and like that took a long time for me to to be able to let that go and that she can trust her own judgment. And, you know, like I'm not I don't have to be there to make judgments for her. I, I always meet someone in public first and I never like I, I don't play with anyone the first time I meet them. I, I, and I just, I trust my gut pretty much and just try to be smart. But I mean, I don't meet people that often. I mean, cause really we're traveling to meet our friends more than anything else. And I just usually see the same people. <laughs> right. I, yeah. prefer, I prefer that. So, but yeah, for sure it is something like we discuss and it's a bit stressful at times, but I'm like, you know what, if I was single, like I'd be dating, I just got to be smart. Yeah. Um, and then in term, in terms of like actually like sexual protection like we just we use we always use condoms like that's our rule and then that's our major rule get tested every three months pretty much (laughs) um just be smart yeah no i appreciate it yeah and you know you've mentioned a few times that you travel a lot uh have you is do you have any comments or thoughts about experience non-monogamy in different parts of the world yeah where are the best swingers at (laughs) Or just, I guess, yeah. What have your experience? Besides experience the Irish. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we really haven't gone to, all over the world. Like we've gone on a couple of the cruises. Um, we've gone to a couple of the resorts and different parties. But for us, it's more just like finding, well, we just end up going where, where our friends are. Like we don't go to any travels anymore where they're not. But i I would just say, try them all and find what you like. If, you, if you're not going to meet someone, like we had fun on all of them oh, the yeah. first time. It's just, you, you learn what you like over the, over the time or you're drawn to more things. But every single experience that we went on was like a blast. As long as you go in, like I remember the first time we ever went on the cruise, I was terrified. And I was like, I'm going to be stuck on this boat for a week. If it's not good, I'm really scared. I was like, I don't even know if I want to get on. And then I was just like, well, what's the worst case? We have fun, us two. And then... That's great. That's all you need. That's everything else is just icing. So yeah, the the, yeah the start. I find the start like the traveling. Our our days where we went to Temptations, Bliss Cruise, um, that was so much fun. Like the excitement, (laughs) entertainment level ten. You know, (laughs) like I just. Every time I talk to to friends or something that are interested in, in knowing more about. I'm like, just go on a cruise, man. Go on a swingers cruise. You will come back a different person. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, I wouldn't. I don't want to go on them anymore. So I wouldn't say. Yeah. I would, that's no, what I would suggest now, right now. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now, now, yeah, because we we kind of have our group of friends that you know are all all wanting to travel together too. So 
So is that kind of why you don't want to go on the cruise anymore? Is that you'd rather travel with the friends you've made? I mean, yeah. I mean, the cruise maybe like just wasn't typically our, like our crowd that we liked. So we just found, would find parties. Like they would know of other parties that were, it's like more like our crowd or like what we, we like to do. So, but really like all our travels in the last year, except for are all just traveling to the, each other's houses. Yeah. Like we haven't gone to any events in a very long time. Cause we just, one of us hosts and we all fly or drive there, whoever, wherever it is. And we just host, like we're going to host a Canadian one. Most, none of them are from Canada and they're all going to come here in August for like a long weekend or something. Cool. So it's much better because then all you're doing is paying for your flights pretty much. Yeah. 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 And then we threw a kick-ass house party. You know? Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Hit the paddle boards, get out on the water. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, maybe one of one of the other fun questions we like to throw out there is uh, bloopers because sometimes people can think that it's all super serious trying to navigate the world of swinging. And we'd like to see if people have a funny or embarrassing moment from non-monogamy non-monogamy swinging polyamory whatever it may be that that you're willing to share but it doesn't always go according to plan i can think one for you but (laughs) for some reason i can't think of one where i was embarrassed on the cruise ship it was embarrassing no in public no that was fun oh (laughs) (laughs) okay i mean yeah i mean that was just like kink night on the cruise ship and she's like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna dom you the entire night so i dressed up like a cat and at the whole night from dinner till whatever time it was in the morning you know she's like sit in the corner and like just tell me what to do and that's not my jam normally (laughs) super bossy oh my god and i was like okay i'm glad i did that but i don't want to do that again (laughs) like it was fun to experience but you're done with that yeah yeah yeah. i was like don't ever tell me what to do again (laughs) yeah i can't think of anything fun I don't know. Uh, fun. Fun. I mean, it's all fun. Oh my God. I always find like just the talking about the entertainment that goes on at the, at these resorts and stuff. Like, like the, uh, when we went to Cancun the first time and we met a friend that lived actually like two, three hours away from here. Um, but we meet them there and she's, Next thing you know, you know, she's like in a jello wrestling competition on the beach. <laughs> and it's like a tournament style, like real, like it gets like really serious. In the finals, it's like she's like a black belt in karate and she's like fighting this like high school wrestling teacher. And, and I'm like rubbing her shoulders. I like just met her, you know? And I'm just like, I'm so invested in like her winning. <laughs> You get, you get in some ridiculous situations that you're like, I would, I would never expect that I would be doing this right now. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, a lot of them. So she ended up, uh, she ended up really losing badly against that wrestler. Oh no! <laughs> oh, but yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. do you do you have do you want to talk any more about the work that you do and promote anything else? Yeah. No. I. I, I mean. I think we said it, you know, mm-hmm. that, that safety container, whenever a fight blows out, give oh, us yeah. a call, you know, send us a call. We'll put links to everything you gave us. And we talked about on the, on our show notes as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and thank you for coming on and sharing with us. And uh, we appreciate the time and, and the work you guys are doing. And yeah, 
Mm -hmm. It's been fun. Thanks for having us. It was great to meet you virtually. Yeah, Yeah. likewise. It was wonderful to meet you too. And And we're... Whoa, stealing my job. Let's try again. And And we're we're back. back. Oh, we nailed it. (laughs) That's going to be our new Monday thing. Okay, every Monday. We're going to do it tandem. Okay, we'll try to remember. Like acapella group. We'll try to remember to do that. I'll remember. Thank you, Chelsea and Luke, for coming on the show, reaching out to us. We're excited to get your story out there and hopefully have people find you this way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Wednesday, so in two days. Another episode. And a virtual live Q&A event. Exactly. Don't forget, you were like thinking, I forgot, but now you remember. <laughs> so join us for that and join us for the awesome conversation with Michelle and Steve coming to us. We are on multiple different continents. Yeah. Multiple time zones, three different time zones at once. It's pretty impressive. Whoa. <laughs> Settle down. Testing the capabilities of Zoom recording. Absolutely. So it's a fantastic conversation. And we actually recorded this one the day after they were supposed to get married. I know. But they couldn't because of the fucking coronavirus. Yeah. That is the official new scientific name, by the way. The fucking coronavirus? It is, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we hope that all of you are staying safe and healthy and positive and sane out there. And if you are craving community, well, we don't need to plug it again. Go you, check out our Patreon. Or just our meet and greets. or Both. Or send us an email. Reach out to us. Say hello. And we'll say hello back. Essentially, just go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and interact with us there. It is the antidote to loneliness. <laughs> yes. All right. Have a great night, everybody, or a great day, whatever it is. Time of day it is. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.